and welcome back to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden and I'm from Cornerstone Baptist Church in Leeds. We're looking today at Luke chapter 1 as we draw towards the end of our series on the doctrine of God and the title of this episode is The God of Surprises. Let's pause and let's ask God for his help as we come to his word. Yes, Lord, you are the surprising God, the God who comes to us in fresh ways and new ways. Yeah, the God who is always faithful, always constant, always consistent. And yet those wonderful qualities are not at the expense of life and colour and surprise. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we worship you. In the words of C.S. Lewis in the Narnia stories, the comment about Aslan, who represents God, he's not a tame lion. Lord, we recognise that you are not tame, you are not domesticated, and you constantly surprise us in your power and in your love. Surprise us today, O Lord, we pray, as we look at your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. So Luke chapter 1 and beginning at verse 26 and running through to verse 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. 
what a, a wonderful phrase that is in verse 17. Just comment on it very briefly. For no word from God will ever fail. What reassurance there is that he is really the promise-keeping God. Whatever you read in the scriptures, whatever promise it may be, his word will never fail. Maybe you just need to hear that and that alone today. Take that, treasure that, uh, rather like Mary, as we see her as the Gospels unfold. Hide this in your heart today. Treasure this in your heart. God's word never fails. The heart of this reflection today is on God as a a God of surprises. The God of surprises is a a phrase from spiritual writer Gerard Hughes and could have gone to all manner of passages of scripture to show this again and again. Yeah, God is constant, God is consistent, but he is also surprising His power breaks out in surprising ways. His love is shown to us in surprising ways. And I think the incarnation, the coming of Jesus, Son of God and Son of Man, born of a virgin, this is surely the biggest surprise of all. Is God surprising you in your life? What is he doing With you, how is he speaking to you? How is he the God of surprises for you today? And here's the thing. How do we respond when God shows up? How do we respond when God surprises us? Well, how did Mary respond? She responds with one question only. My friend Alex Drew has pointed this out, and I'm really drawing from her at this point. The insight that Mary asks a question, but just one in verse 34. How can this be since I am a virgin? That's a a reasonable question to ask, and God answers it. But you notice that there is just that one question and no more. If it had been me... I would have asked hundreds and hundreds of questions. And actually, I want to ask God lots of questions about things in my life and in the wider world. That's not a bad thing in and of itself. But maybe God is calling us to ask fewer questions and to trust him more. Verse 38, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. One question and extraordinary trust. When God comes to us, when God surprises us, when God challenges us through his word, when he asks us to do something difficult, how would it be? if we responded not with a list of questions, but instead with trust. Let it be to me according to your words. Well, as God surprises us, both now and in the days ahead, we may not be able to manage like Mary and just to ask one question. 
But I encourage you from God's word, perhaps to cut the questions down and amplify instead that trusting response that says to God, actually, I don't understand and I do have questions and I am confused, but let it be to me according to your word. I trust you. I want to follow your son, the Lord Jesus. Lead me on, I pray. That's the prayer of a humble woman, of a humble man. That's the prayer of someone who trusts deeply in God. That's the prayer of the disciple whom God uses. Let's come to our good and gracious and wonderful God in prayer. Lord, I just want to thank you at the very beginning of this time of prayer once more that you are a promise-keeping God and that your words, the words of your mouth, well, none of them fall to the ground. They all accomplish the purpose for which they've been sent forth. And if you promise something, then you always keep your words. No exceptions to the rule. Always, 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 100%. You are a promise-keeping God. We rejoice in the assurance that this gives us. And we commit ourselves once again to living our lives in the light of your promises the challenge that they give us, the hope that they give us, the certainty that they give us of life now and life in the age to come. We praise you, the promise-keeping God. And we thank you today for Mary's glorious example. Just one question and an ocean of trust. Lord, very often we turn that on its head. We ask question after question after question, hundreds of questions, and our trust is weak. We may have faith in you one day, and then we struggle the next. Help us to ask fewer questions and to trust you more. Lord, come to us by the Holy Spirit and strengthen us. Who is equal to these things? We know that we are not, but we thank you that following the life and death and resurrection and exaltation of our Lord, the Spirit has been poured out on all people. Fill us afresh today. Fill us afresh, O Lord, we pray. And help us to believe and help us to trust. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.